I'm Kevin Rodd and welcome to my podcast about long distance walking in the UK. Walk this way. I'm hoping to inspire people to take the challenge of walking one of the UK's 1500 designated long distance paths or LDPs. I've set myself a challenge of walking an LDP in each of the 38 counties of England and by the middle of 2020 I'd completed three. I was now two-fifths of the way through the Centenary Way in Warwickshire, or the Warwickshire Way. This is the third podcast episode covering the 100-mile long-distance path from the top of Warwickshire down to its southernmost point on the border with Oxfordshire. I'll be using notes from my diary, as well as snippets of recordings that are made while on the walk to tell the story of my walk. This will be interspersed with interviews from people connected with the walk or the landscape that I travelled through. I'm hoping to communicate the joy and sense of achievement that you can get from walking an LDP and hopefully it will inspire you to search the internet and find an LDP near you and start some planning. But in the meantime, sit back, relax and let's walk this way. Episode 5. Come Together. Day three of my five-day adventure walking the Centenary Way in Warwickshire. I'd already covered 38 miles and today was the longest leg of the walk, covering 22 miles from Brandon to Royal Leamington Spa via Kenilworth and Warwick. I was having major new shoe issues and the soles of my feet were covered in blisters after the first two days walking. I think at this stage I was still 50-50 about the day's walk. Even though I was to be joined by two work colleagues, Stephen and James. Stephen had kindly agreed to pick up my old walking shoes from Jill and bring them with him so I could walk in them, rather than use my troublesome new ones. As I sat in room 218 of the Mercure Hotel in Brandon, I reflected on the plans for the day ahead. So I opened the curtains this morning to reveal blue sky, which is um, a welcome sight. Um, although you have the challenge then of heat. Uh, but anyway, it's nice to see blue sky rather than um, grey clouds and certainly rain that I had all day yesterday. So just packing my stuff together. So my feet are covered in different types of plasters um, that I've tried to use to keep the, the existing plasters on and added some new ones as well. So hopefully these will hold during the day. So looking forward to today's walk. Um, should be a bit more interesting than the last two days, hopefully. Uh, a few more villages to go through. I've uh, got a nice non-stop after after halfway um, and there's a couple of stops in the afternoon as well which again will be most welcome I'm sure so we'll see how today goes hopefully my feet will hold out for the day at 8am I was sat alone in a huge room eating breakfast which was presented with 100% disposable plastic items this was another sign of the depressing times of COVID-19 which had led to a huge backward step in the use of single-use plastics however the blue sky framed in the large windows of the hotel reception, the smiling faces of Stephen and James, and the arrival of my old but comfortable walking shoes lifted my mood, and I was all set for the day ahead. I'd made a decision about what I was going to do. I decided to take a break after three days walking. Leamington Spa was at a convenient stopping place so that I could get the train back to Oxford. I'd return later in the summer to complete the last two legs. 
Golden slippers and my five-year-old shoes went on beautifully. They were so nice, so comfortable. I stood up, and although I could feel the blisters and the carpet of plasters, they were much more comfortable than I'd expected. It was going to be okay. So with a day of good shoes, top banter, the sunshine, yep, it was going to be okay. Stephen and James are friends from work. Stephen was my boss for a number of years. He lives in Oxford, has a sore knee and enjoys a pint, but mostly after 5pm, mostly in half pint glasses. James lives in Leamington and had done zero training, but loves Doombar. He was in for a treat, I thought. So we strode off into the sunshine at nine o'clock, 30 minutes behind schedule. After leaving the village of Brandon and neighbouring village of Walston, we headed west to Wrighton on Dunsmore, and after navigating over the A4 dual carriageway, we took our first break. Stephen checked his hipster coffee app to see where the best local coffee house was, and sadly, he recommended Leamington Spa. We'd done an hour's walk, and we'd covered two and a half miles. The schedule was under serious threat. With the weather continued to be kind to us, we continued westwards, south of the city of Coventry. We took a moment to stop at the red brick 13th century church of St Giles in the picturesque village of Bubbenhall. The church was located on a slight hill overlooking a sloping field that was occupied by some well-behaved sheep and led down to the River Avon. It was an idyllic scene of the English countryside. With five miles completed, we headed off west across flat agricultural fields past a lavender farm and were now following the route of the Coventry Way. Stephen's tired. He's not fresh, although he has, he has um, decided he's going to have a beer at lunchtime, which clearly means, I'm not sure what it means, it might mean he's delirious for the heat, having heat stroke. James, are you having a beer at lunchtime? Yeah, I'm disappointed. James is very disappointed you haven't had one yet. I assume his bag was full of Doom Bar anyway, so we're hoping the pub doesn't have Doom Bar, but James is hoping it does. We're going to try and find some local beer if we can. If such a thing exists in Warwickshire. We walked up and over a small hill in the grounds of Stonelea Park before crossing the River Sour and heading into the village of Stonelea and its mustard-coloured St Mary's Church. The area was popular with dog walkers and a few people holding what looked like a copy of the AA walking book. We suggested that the footpaths around Stonelea were popular with day walkers. It had gone 12 and we sat in the shade of the church to rest up. We spoke to the church warden who was aware of the centenary way. He also kindly pointed Stephen in the direction of the water tap to refill his empty water bottle. It was a really nice place to stop and rest. Stonely has no public houses. Apparently all three were closed by Lord Lee more than a hundred years ago after his daughter was laughed at by drunks when she was going to church on a tricycle. We left the public village at 12.45 and continued for another hour into Kenilworth for a lunch stop and a place where the pubs hadn't, thankfully, been closed down. I'm feeling pretty chipper, actually. I've got knee feels pretty good. Legs feel a bit achy, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of... I think, barring disaster, this is totally doable. And I, I was, recently, I've been thinking, God, this is about a 50-50. You know, I really have been quite... I've kind of been sharing it with you all the way through. I'm thinking it's actually really looking a bit sort of... Uh, not sure we can do this. So, yeah. The sun is shiny. Food beckons. I think your friend liquid lunch, so that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I think one of the advantages she's got is it's quite flat. 
I think yeah, going I uphill yeah, is really good. I think going, and going downhill is actually yeah. worth more jolting, so yeah. Good choice. Yeah. How are you feeling, James? The uh, COVID is starting to ache a little bit, they're rubbing so, a bit. Okay. But surely, James, your your five weeks of training for this moment pay, has been now paying off. Is this the time where it uh, kicks in? One, one ten thousand. Really no, no alcohol last night. Right, okay. is that a day off the alcohol? That's pretty much it. Oh, we're on the golf club. Okay. Um, that's the way, isn't it? Yeah, I think it must be able to straight along the course here. Uh, beware of balls. Yeah, ball from the right. We entered Kenilworth via the golf course narrowly avoiding getting hit by a stray ball off the 11th tee. Kenilworth is a sprawling town with several good places to eat and a few shops. It also has an old windmill that was converted into a house and can be found just off the Warwickshire Way. We arrived at the Virgin and Castle pub at 2pm, 45 minutes behind schedule. Waiting for us was an old university friend of mine, Chesney. A cov lad through and through and now a Kenilworth resident. I wondered if Ches could shed some light on the mysteries of Warwickshire without focusing all his facts on Coventry. I tried to impress Ches with my newfound fact about Coventry, but he hit me back with a better fact. I discovered the other day what Coventry was famous for in the 18th, 19th century. Which is, do you know? Well, I think it's got lots of things. Ribbons. Ribbons? Ribbons. Ribbons. Sewing and watchmaking. Okay. And now it's home for taxis. So, uh, although that, that's closed down, I think now. Um, so, Coventry City Football Club was originally called Singer FC, named after the Singer sewing machines. That's a good fact. Very good fact. Yes, used to make uh, ribbons there and uh, a lot of watches. And then the car industry came in the 60s. Um, so you had Triumph and. Land Rover, weird thing. I don't know why you've made, how you know become famous making ribbons. It doesn't feel like yeah, you're gonna probably gonna centralise in one place making any one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ribbons, yeah. Well, they're very popular. What do you do with ribbons? Put them in your hair. Put my clothes. Yeah. Maples. Trying on trees. Yeah, ribbons. Okay. You never think. Um. Anything else? The country's famous for. Um. So yeah, Warwickshire. We've got Shakespeare, um, Stratford. And Warwickshire Castle, the yeah. two things. So Stratford, birthplace yeah. of uh, William Shakespeare, um, the River Avon in Stratford. Um, uh, Kenilworth has got a castle as well. Coventry is famous for two cathedrals. Yeah, yeah Coventry cathedrals. Yeah. If you want a cathedral, we've got one to spare in our Coventry yeah. homes. It's a football song. Um, Coventry Rugby Club is very good in the city. He then went on to list more facts about Coventry, slightly proving my point about Warwickshire's identity crisis. Now I should point out, for legal reasons, our fact-checking team did confirm that while they were called Singer FC in 1898, they were named after a car company called Singer. The Singer Sewing Machine Company was actually founded in 1851 in New York. So... Now seems like a good time to ask Stephen and James to share with us their 10 favourite facts about the county of Warwickshire. In terms of size, it's 29th on the list of the 38 English counties. The Warwickshire Bear has represented Warwickshire County Council. <laughs> I said represented. Can we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The Warwickshire Bear has 
represented Warwickshire County Council since 1931. The bare and ragged staff origins of the current logo are lost in the distant past, but have been associated with the Earls of Warwick since as early as the 14th century. One of the best-selling bands originating from Warwickshire is Spiritualised. Apparently, a roll is not a roll, or a bun, or a cob. In Warwickshire, it's called a batch. The county is bordered by seven other counties. The number one attraction on TripAdvisor is Shakespeare's birthplace, Stratford. The Warwickshire County Cricket Club play at Edgebaston in Birmingham and have won the county championship seven times. The highest point in Warwickshire is the 261-metre Ebrington Hill in the south of the county. As per the Long Distance Walkers Association website, there are 33 long-distance paths that pass through Warwickshire. Back at the Virgin and Castle, we'd finished our pints of Leicestershire's Everard's Sun Chaser. And you view the church as well, spirally. Church with the chicken and top, as my little boy says. I feel, I feel a bit settled, actually. Well, you don't get too settled. I know. What time is we supposed to be leaving? What happens if you don't make it as far as you wanted to make it? Well, I need to, because that's where the hotel is. I'll be here. That's where my train goes from. Sleeping rough. But do you not get a taxi then to wherever you need to go, or just carry on? Carry on. Carry on. I mean, if your legs can be close, I think a taxi is like a beach game up well, I don't know, I've not got that situation. No, but if, isn't it? If my, if, I, if my legs gave way and I couldn't walk, yes, exactly. I would get a taxi, yeah. You'd have to carry you taxi Yeah. Has that ever happened? No. It was great to see and catch up with Ches, but unfortunately it was time to hit the road, or the footpaths. We still had 10 miles to go for the day. We left at 3.15 and headed through the park in Kenilworth, taking in the Abbey and then the impressive castle. Kenilworth Castle was built in the 1120s and was a royal castle for most of its history. It was expanded by King George and Henry V. In 1563, Elizabeth I granted it to her favourite, Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester, who converted the castle into a lavish palace, fit to entertain his queen. Though the castle's fortifications were dismantled in 1650, many of the buildings remain unaltered since Elizabeth I's reign. We skirted around the outside of the castle, passing the tourists, enjoying the English heritage attraction. Heading south across farmers' fields and passing foragers picking blackberries from the hedgerows, we came across an unusual relic of the Second World War, just 100 metres south of Rouchill Lane. In a farmer's field lies several low-lying concrete buildings and walls. A faded information board tells us that this is a World War II anti-aircraft battery. The site was known as H-25 in the Coventry Gun Defended Area. The command post and four gun emplacements still remained. It was a reminder of the importance that Coventry played in the war effort and the sadness of the Coventry Blitz by German bombers on the 14th of November in 1940. We headed southwards, but I was feeling slightly tired now and my feet were a little sore. At 5.30 we entered the outskirts of Warwick It's always an interesting time when you enter suburbia after walking in the countryside. It feels quite alien, the cars, the lorries. The rest of the day's walk would be through urban areas. We walked through Warwick towards the second castle of the day via 
the Wild Boar Pub, a quaint small pub with a narrow beer garden. We took a seat and ordered three pints of Everard's. This time it was Beacon Hill and made plans for dinner. Although we were now in the city, we still had four miles to go to the end point of the day. It was 6.45 by the time we left the pub. The Warwickshire Way takes you into the heart of the city, past the cathedral, and then onto the much-promised view of the castle by the river. Much promise, that is, by James. The view appeared, but the sun was in the wrong position, so it was somewhat less spectacular than promised or imagined. Heading eastwards, with the setting sun on our backs, we walked along the River Avon, past rowers on the river, locked up pink flamingo pedalos and young couples out for an evening stroll. Before the Avon meets the River Leem, we headed up onto an aqueduct that takes the Grand Union Canal over the river and the railway line. The canal led us to our final destination for the day, Leamington Spa. We were one hour and 45 minutes behind schedule, but we'd covered over 22 miles and had been walking for 11 hours, but we'd all survived. We sat at the waterside in Beer Garden, but sadly had no view of the waterside, only the golden arches of the drive-through takeaway establishment next door. James ordered a Doombar, the only draft beer available, and Stephen and I had a refreshing lager. My thoughts then turned to the hearty meal of champions that I was ready for after a day's walk. How are you feeling, James? Tired. Tired. Ready, are you ready to blog? Ready to eat. Ready to eat? Yeah, we need to order some food. What did you order to drink? You know what I ordered. <laughs> that water. Is that water? Um, what, when did you hit the wall, do you think? What point was it? When you realised there wasn't the sports quiz? Did that? Yeah, so that was a low moment. Probably between Warwick, Warwick and Leamington. Yeah, it was all familiar, maybe. Yeah. Just, how are you feeling, Stephen? Oh, I've been alright, really, yeah. It's like tired eyes, I think. Right, okay. Uh, bizarrely. Um, but yeah, not bad, actually. I'm quite pleased. How's your overall walk experience? My overall walk experience? Yeah, you can remember oh, back in the, this morning from 8.50 when... Exceptionally positive one actually. I think starting, you know, are we going to finish it? Are we going to get through? Um, yeah, there was... You know, and then we had the urban sprawl to start with and it was going to be like this the entire way through. You know, <laughs> out, out of town, you know, <laughs> sprung up, yeah. <laughs> modern factories, oh God. And then it all got rather lovely actually. Um, yeah, and the lunch stop was very nice. In the afternoon, the sort of pub stop was really nice. I enjoyed that. Wild boar. Wild boar. Wild boar. Wild boar. And then the last little bit down by the uh, river canal. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, yeah. I mean, the, the view of the castle was disappointing. I thought. I mean, I did feel we were promised that, you know. Do you think it was built out? A bit more. Right? A bit more. Well, you know, yeah. It's I too green everywhere. This, the trees yeah. are in leaf. Yeah. And. Uh, I would have said you can't really see the castle. I think that's what I said, really. I I saw it, but the the light was shining so yeah, brightly. Yeah, the light was that. in your eyes. Yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> I think you've got speedy food before you get to McDonald's. Yeah, should we go to McDonald's? Go on, give me McDonald's. back. McDonald's. You get milkshake at McDonald's. I think we should go to McDonald's. Yeah. Stephen's good call. Have a beer. Get a McDonald's. I'll pay. My treat. Still part of the Warwickshire experience and learning these things. Yep. Sadly, the very laid-back attitude of the Waterside Inn meant the final meal of the day felt more like a children's party. Overall, it was a long, 
but good day of walking. Quite flat, easy to follow paths, interesting landscape, two castles, a couple of pubs and great company. As darkness fell, the taste of McDonald's still lingering in my mouth, we dropped Stephen off at the train station and I walked on to the Angel Hotel, finally checking in at 9.30. James decided to walk home rather than take a taxi although I'm sure he probably headed for the Benjamin Satchel for a cheap pint of Doombar. The next day I woke, relaxed, although with sore feet, and was comfortable with my decision to not try and continue with the final two days of the walk. In fact, I actually spent a really interesting and relaxing day exploring Leamington Spa, visiting a couple of second-hand record shops, the local museum and art gallery, and having a lovely lunch. So for future walks, I think I'll try and build in some time to explore and have a break from the walk. Leamington's bar is definitely worth a day's exploration. So, I've completed 60 miles of the Centenary Way in Warwickshire. Join me in my next podcast to find out if or when I manage to complete the walk. Would lockdown restrictions thwart my attempts or would my feet never recover? Would the southern part of the county be different from the northern part? So despite all my challenges, I'd really enjoyed the walk so far and was proud of my achievement. It wasn't over yet. I was looking forward to continuing to walk this way. This has been a Daisy Rogers production on behalf of The Long Weekenders. The theme music is by Rockabye Baby. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Search for Long Weekenders and hashtag Walk This Way. The podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, please give us a like and a share in order to allow others to discover it. To Stratford suddenly become Scottish, I noticed. Yes, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it, was, it just ended up being odd, really. <laughs>